Hey everybody, this is Chess Griffin, and welcome back to Linux Reality. This is episode 53, and I hope you all have had a good week, and i sure I'm glad that you're back. This week we are going to um, uh, get to some listener feedback and some questions. This is something I do uh, periodically, sort of helps me sort of, you know, catch up. I've gotten a lot of really great uh, emails and some some audio comments and things like that and so I just you know I just really wanted to uh, I just really wanted to try to catch up and and uh, see if I can't you know play some of these things and and uh, uh, see if I can't answer some questions so uh, I think it'll be a lot of fun and I've got a few things that we'll talk about up front so we might as well get right to it first. <laughs> Okay, first thing is a couple sort of administrative items. The first one is one of the uh, Linux Reality listeners uh, in the forums, he goes by Puppy, I believe, he um, contacted me uh, and proposed, he, he lives in the UK, and he's planning to go to Lug Radio Live, uh, which is sort of, you know, the big annual thing with that Lug Radio has. I think it's in July sometime, and it's in England, and he wanted to see if maybe we can come up with some uh, you know, some flyers or something, you know, Linux reality stuff, um, and hand them out, just kind of let, you know, spread the word about the podcast and all that kind of stuff. And I thought it was a great idea. Uh, so he posted in the forums about it and I wanted to, you know, he wanted to see if we can get some art and I'm not creative. So I suggested, well, let's throw it out to the community. I mean, the community came up with the awesome logo and stuff like that. So, um, if you're interested in contributing a little flyer, if you want to draw something, if you want to, you know, just do anything, it's, it's totally open. Why don't you check out the forums? I'll post a link in the show notes to this particular thread and uh, see if we can't get some cool flyers and stuff. And, you know, I was thinking about this. I guess, I mean, I think it's a great idea, and I think it's, I think it's awesome. And I guess the one thing I hadn't thought of is that we should, probably should run it by the Lug Radio guys or just let them ask them, you know, just tell them. I don't want to, you know, I don't want to step on anybody's toes. And, you know, Lug Radio Live is obviously their thing, so I don't want to uh, – you know, I don't want to just come in with, with our stuff if they're not cool with it. I'm sure they probably will be, but, you know, I think we should probably clear it with them first. So, uh, But other than that, I definitely would like to get some people's, um, you know, submissions, get some, you know, get some cool artwork, get some cool flyers. And even if we don't use it for, for Lug Radio, which I'm sure we will, um, this is a good segue to my next little point, which is I will certainly use some flyers for the Ohio Linux Fest in September of this year. It's in Columbus, Ohio in the U.S., and last year the Linux Link Tech Show guys went, and this year I'm definitely going. And I think Dave Yates from the Lotto Linux Links podcast is going as well. So I think it'll be a lot of fun. If there's any way you can go, you know, definitely check it out. I'd love to meet up with folks and meet some listeners and things. It'll just be a great time. The uh, Linux Link Tech Show guys, as I said, went last year, and they said it was very cool. Even though there were some, you know, obviously some corporate sponsors and that kind of thing, they said it had a much more of a community feel than some of the other Linux conferences out there. So uh, I think it, so I mean, it sounded awesome. So I'm really looking forward to it. And like I said, it's at the end of September 2007 in Columbus, Ohio. And I'll put a link to the Ohio Linux Fest website so you can check it out. It's free registration, but there's also there's an optional uh, registration for $65. It's basically a way for them to kind of get donations. And But with the $65, you get a T-shirt and like a free drink pass and I don't know, some other stuff, but that's optional. You certainly don't have to do that. You can register for completely, you know, for free, and uh, and that gets you into all the main conference stuff. So I think it'll be really cool. And um, so anyway, check that out. I think it'll be a lot of fun. 
Another thing I wanted to mention is uh, issues with the feeds. I know this is a recurring theme, and I apologize. And you know, the problem is, is because I'm trying to maintain five separate feeds, and it's just hard. It's basically what I've done is is a hack, really. It's a WordPress hack, and it seems to be working for the most part, but it's not perfect. And uh, uh, people, I got several emails this week about the feeds. There were some feeds that were down, and and sometimes the feeds don't are missing episodes and. You know, I'm doing my best with those extra feeds. That's why I kind of consider those extra feeds sort of beta. And in fact, on the on the uh, Linux Reality homepage, I even put little, you know, I put beta right next to the link. So just so people know, it's, you know, I'm doing my best. I'm trying to maintain those feeds because I, I want to have as many different options as I can for folks. But um, it's not going to be perfect, and, you know, I'm just doing what I can there. So bear with me and uh, let me know, you know, if they're down. I definitely appreciate knowing because sometimes, I, I mean, I check them whenever I post a new episode. Uh, but sometimes they go down a few days later, so I don't always know it right away. So feel free to let me know, and I'll do what I best, I'll, you know, I'll do my best to make sure that they're on top of things. So I think uh, that was sort of all the administrative stuff that I wanted to mention off the top here. So why don't we get right to, uh, we actually have a listener tip first from Luke. Okay. Luke sent me a listener tip by email and he says, Hey Chess, I have a listener tip for people that may have problems booting a particular Linux installation disc, but not others. This is a very strange thing I encountered when I tried installing Slackware, to, uh, Slackware 11 on an old 400 megahertz laptop that I was just recently given to keep it from being tossed in the trash. Oh, that is cool. And see, that's the great thing about getting old laptops and old stuff. It's just, it's a lot of fun. Anyway, he continues. Um, the solution for me was to take, uh, was to use the Slacks Live CD with the copy to RAM argument and look at the Slackware disks isolinux.cfg file. I wrote down the parameters for booting with the bare.i kernel, but others should work depending on your setup. Next, I restarted the computer again with the Slacks Live CD, but any other disk that boots with ISO Linux should be fine. Before it loaded the kernel, I swapped out the Live CD with the Slackware installation disk and entered the kernel arguments that I wrote down earlier, only changing it so the path name started with slash ISO Linux. Uh, after that, I pressed enter and I was right where I wanted to be, ready to start the setup program and install Slackware. By the way, just to let others know, yes, my Slackware disks were burned correctly and successfully and have worked on two other computers flawlessly. Thanks for your time. Love the show. Well, cool, Luke. Uh, thanks for that. That's a, uh, that's a good tip. It's hopefully not one that people will need to use all that often, but it certainly sounds like it would come in handy. I think what he's getting at is basically he couldn't boot the Slackware disks on this one laptop, so he booted the live CD, Slacks, which is based on Slackware, and then when it got to the prompt where you can, you know, where you press enter to start the install, he just swapped the disks. And then um, at that prompt, you can just hit enter to start the default installation. Or you can also enter in a path to an, to an alternate kernel or something. And so we entered the path, I think, is the way I, the way I understood it, to the uh, kernel from the Slackware disk. So it sounds like it worked out pretty well. Pretty cool, Luke. Thanks very much. All right, we got several uh, pieces of feedback, including several audio ones. So we'll get to the audio ones first here, and let's do that now. Hey, Chess. This is Aaron from Nashville. I just wanted to say I love the podcast. I work for a computer company and know Windows backwards and forwards. I have wanted to learn Linux for quite a while, but never had the motivation until Vista started sounding more and more like just another bad idea. I think the pay it forward idea is wonderful. Keep up the great work. You have been a great help in what seems to be a very read-the-manual attitude community. Thanks. 
Cool. Well, thank you, Aaron. That's awfully nice of you. And he was referencing the um, pay it forward, the little thing we did last late last year in December, where we, uh, you know, I tried to suggest that people make donations uh, to various free and open source uh, software projects. And I think it went really well. I was extremely happy at how successful that was. And it was very cool to see what everybody did. So um, uh, thank you, Aaron, for that. Thanks for sending that. Uh, that oh, actually, what he did was Aaron sent, uh, sent that in via Odeo. Uh, in fact, I think these next several ones were all from from the Odeo, the web based recording thing, uh, and it's it's funny because I've gotten the you know the emails when these Odeo messages came in, but I could never download them from the website. The Odeo website is just not very good, and uh, so I couldn't figure out how to do it. Well, eventually, what I finally ended up doing was going to the website, looking at my you know my inbox with all the with these Odeo things, and just viewing the source and just pulling out the direct MP3 link, <laughs> and then I just. Put it in the terminal with uh, I just fetched it directly from the from the terminal and pulled them down that way. That seemed to work out okay. So uh, thanks again, Aaron. Here is another audio comment. Hi, this is Malachi. I recently found your podcast. I've been listening to it and I like it so far. Um, I was wondering if you could give some tips for those of us installing Linux for the first time um, that run into trouble after we've started the install how to get help or whatnot. Um, if the install goes bad while you're installing or just after, um, you may not have access to the internet. Anyway, thank you. And uh, keep up the good work. Okay, well, thank you. Um, that's an interesting question. I think... You know, if you're doing the install and if it's a hard drive install and you're halfway through the install and it's installed some of the packages but not everything and then it dies on you, I don't know what you could really do to get that back, quite honestly. Um, you probably just have to start all over again. Uh, so in terms of, uh, you know, regaining Internet access during the middle of the install and that kind of thing, I don't know if you could do that with a traditional um, distribution install. Now, a couple thoughts here or a couple things to think about prior to installation that may help. First of all, uh, you may want to consider doing a live CD. Some of the live CDs will let you uh, continue using the live CD while it installs. Ubuntu comes to mind. One other thing to think about uh, prior to doing the install, whether it's a live CD or not, is um, you know maybe maybe try to make preparations ahead of time. For example, uh, maybe go ahead and partition your hard drive ahead of time uh, and make sure that Windows still boots and all that kind of stuff. You know, just free up some space. Uh, another thing to think about is maybe. Um, you know, if you're going to install Linux and let it manage the boot, in other words, you know, if you're going to let Linux install Grub or another bootloader, maybe research how to undo that uh, from within Windows if something messes up. In other words, I think you can usually get a DOS floppy or DOS CD and pop that in your computer and use it to wipe the hard, I mean, wipe the master boot record in case you want to just go back to Windows. I think it's pretty easy to do, but you may just want to you, you know, excuse me. You may just want to kind of get your you know get your tools ready in case you need to go that way. Uh, that way, if something messes up during the install, you can just very quickly uh, wipe out the master boot record and get right back into Windows, and then get back online and figure out what happened. Uh, and you know, another thing, obviously, back up your data prior to to installing, but. Those are just a couple thoughts. I mean, you know, definitely check out some of the live CDs. Like I said, some of them let you continue using the live CD while it's installing, like Ubuntu. So presumably, if something happened during the install, you'd still be online, and you could, you know, research it that way. So 
Uh, just a couple thoughts, but thank you very much. And here is the, uh, let's see, I think this is the last audio comment for this week. Hello. Uh, thank you for your amazing and wonderful Linux podcast. I'm a new listener. I'm not only a three-week listener, but I found your podcast website very useful. Thank you, and I appreciate it. Okay. Well, thank you very much. I'm glad that you uh, enjoy the podcast, and uh, I'm glad that it's helping out. So let's see. With those, I've got some email uh, comments, some email things. I got actually a ton of email over the last several weeks, and I've, I've tried to respond to just about everybody. I probably haven't gotten to everybody, but um, a few days ago, I think it was last week one time, I just sat down and just tried to get through as many as I could. Um, and some of them I pulled out and wanted to read this week. Uh, this is not all of them, of course, but uh, these are ones that I thought you know might be you know might be good to might be good to do on the show. The first one actually is from Ken, and this is sort of a follow up. He was the one that did the um, he submitted one of those SSH you know the SSH config and VNC um, uh, audio comment or audio tip from last week's episode. And he wanted to say, um, thanks for playing my spot, but in listening to it, I forgot to mention that the config file can have more than one local forward to a host. So you could set up one section to automatically port forward VNC, your email, your browser, etc., uh, just by adding new local forward lines. Hope you feel better, Ken. Thanks, Ken. I do feel better. Um, not 100% back, uh, but almost. Uh, but thank you for that follow-up. Um, that's that. Yeah, that's interesting because it sounds like what you can do in that SSH config file is have sort of separate blocks or separate separate rules uh, for different sites and different services and that kind of thing. And that does sound very handy. I, um, as I think I mentioned in last week's episode, I tend to use aliases. I, so I have a whole bunch of SSH aliases to various servers and things. But this sounds like probably a more intuitive and probably a more correct way to do it. Uh, so thanks, Ken. Then I got an email here from Esmeraldo, and Ez, I just wanted to point this out. Esmeraldo, he's from the Philippines. He wanted to, you know, he says thank you on your podcast. It helps me a lot about Linux and stuff. And he he wanted to comment about the schools and Linux issue that we've been talking about. He's actually a former former computer teacher at the school, and he agrees that that the kids, whenever they talk about word processing or spreadsheets, they talk they they're talking about Word and Excel. So to them, word processing means Microsoft Word. Um, but he goes on to say that he's now in the MIS department of the school, and he says, hopefully for our next school year, June 2007, our school will be using a Linux system, PC Linux OS. I chose this distro because it's very close to a Windows environment so that teachers and students can adopt to it easily instead of a Windows system. Our problem is the books and resource materials for the teachers and students which will teach them about Linux. I guess open office forward processing, spreadsheet and presentation, free manuals, and goodwill for now. <laughs> Um, also, I'm asking your permission to use the podcast as a resource material to learn and for new, th you know, new things about Linux. Actually, I started listening to your podcast when I have problems on Windows and Linux file sharing. Then I bump into your podcast, listen to it, apply it to my PC, and it works. Thanks again for that. After that, I downloaded all your podcasts because I know this will be a great use someday. Uh, and he says, more power to Linux and to your podcast. <laughs> Thanks, Esmeralda. Well, you can certainly use the podcast. I've said it before. This podcast is released under the Creative Commons, and... It's uh, pretty much you can do with it whatever you want. I mean, the whole point of the podcast is to get the word out, and I, I encourage people to share it, to use it, do whatever you want. Um, I guess the only thing in the in the Creative Commons license that I picked is I think it says you know no commercial use without approval. So you know just don't make a buck off it without asking me first. And even if even if you did want to make a buck off it, I'd probably say that's fine. <laughs> I'm pretty liberal about all that kind of stuff. I'm not worried about it. I just want to get the word out. So feel free to share the podcast and. Do whatever you want. I mean, all the music in it is Creative Commons license, and 
it's all good. So let's see here. Got an email here from Charles, and he says, Hi, Chess. I'm a relatively new listener, having only heard four or five shows. Great podcast. Just what I've been looking for in the way of Linux news and information. Just listen to show 48, but I'll catch up and check the archives too. I'm running Ubuntu 6.06 LTS on my old HP laptop, and it works wonderfully. In time, I would like to change over our small business to Linux and really cannot see how I can justify Vista. There are only a couple things stopping my total switchover. Is it possible to run CorelDRAW on Linux and still use the Windows XP drivers? I'm locked in. Is it possible? Uh, pretty much everything else can be done easily. We already use OpenOffice, Firefox, GIMP, and Thunderbird. Also, I'm really looking forward to the Ubuntu release of the Multimedia Suite distro to do graphics and video for our business site. Thanks for an informative and enjoyable show from Charles. Uh, Charles, I don't know about Corel Linux, but I wanted to read this email to see if anybody else had any thoughts. Uh, I've never used it. I'm sorry. Did I say Corel Linux? I meant Corel Draw. Whatever. <laughs> you know what I meant. Um, I don't know. It may run under Wine or, you know, um, Crossover Office. And um, But anyway, if any listener has used Corel Draw uh, with success, uh, maybe post in the forum thread to this particular episode. So, Charles, maybe, you know, wait a few days or check in the forums or something and see if anybody has posted anything. Um, you know, you, you also may want to continue, you know, looking into the Linux programs. I, I, like I said, I've never used CorelDRAW, so I don't know exactly what it does. But, you know, obviously, I know you said you mentioned GIMP, and there's also Inkscape, which is a great, you know, graphics program, and there's lots of others. So, you know, maybe just, you know, you, you know, continue checking into the free and open source alternatives as well, just to see if, you know, possibly they might, you know, fill, fill the need that you got. So... Uh, let's see. Another email here is from Gavin, and Gavin says, Your podcast has given me new hope in something that I'd all but given up on. I have no one here in little Taranga, New Zealand, that I can ring up or invite them around to help me with Linux. I have a copy of Xandros and Fedora Core 3 and Mandrake. With each one, I would get so far on my own and get stuck. Thanks to you, I'm considering, giving, uh, I'm, I'm considering having another go at Linux. I own a recording studio and would love nothing better than to give Windows the boot out of my um, studio computer. Can you suggest a good distribution to try, and do you know of anyone close to me who could possibly help me get up and running? Keep up the good work. I listen to several of your shows a day. Regards, Gavin. Well, Gavin, that is very cool. Um, I don't know um, of anybody, uh, you know, I don't know personally of anybody that's close to you. If anybody's listening who knows uh, you know, anyone in, in Taranga, New Zealand, again, maybe post in the forums. Also, Gavin, you may want to check into a lug, you know, local or, or Linux user groups. Um, uh, there are lugs all over the world and, you know, there might be one, you know, close to your area. I would just, you know, do a Google search for, uh, lug that's L U G and then, you know, maybe Taranga, New Zealand or something like that. See if something comes up that way. Um, as far as the multimedia type distribution, there are several and, um, uh, rather than I've never used any of them. So I, I'm hesitant to, to make a recommendation as to one over another. I would, um, just, uh, go to, uh, the DistroWatch website and just, you know, look through the distributions um, that are in there or do a search, you know, something like that. I think you'll see that there's, you know, a few of them out there. And uh, and like I said, I've never tried any of them, so I can't really say which ones do what and all of that. But I have certainly come across them. I've, I've, I've read about them. And, and, you know, there may be something in there that would work for you. So uh, thanks again, Gavin, for that email. Let's see. Got one from Ben. Ben says, love the podcast. Uh, it's pretty awesome and informative. I had a little bit of a problem. iTunes shows the latest episode is 42, but I, but when I went to the site, the latest was 48, XFCE 4.4, I think. Any idea why iTunes is lagging so much behind? Um, and another command about the podcast. It's very informative. I've only been using Linux as my only OS since 2000. 
sampled a lot of distros, settled on Slackware, and in 2004 switched to Gen 2. About eight months ago, I switched to a Mac, and I am disappointed. I miss GNOME, XFCE, Enlightenment, and the rest. Anyway, keep up the good work. Thanks, Ben. Uh, well, thank you, Ben. Uh, as far as the iTunes issue, I think it's, again, just more of that, more of the same with the feeds. Um, I've mentioned before we have a Mac here at home, and I haven't, I haven't gone and, and looked at it in a long time, so I, I'll try to remember to do that and to check it out and, this, and to see if all the episodes are now showing up. The main feed is the one that goes to iTunes, and when I check the main feed directly in, in FeedBurner, it looks like everything is there. So it maybe it's an iTunes problem. I just, I just don't know. Um, all right, let's see here. A couple more emails, and then we'll, then we'll wrap up here. Uh, this one is from Tom. Tom says, hey, Chess, loving the show. Been listening for a while, and I've learned a lot of very useful stuff. I'm not sure when you were planning to do a kernel compile episode, but I was pointed this at linuxquestions.org and thought it would be a very good resource for your listeners and for your kernel compile episode. The guide is an O'Reilly book called The Linux Kernel in a Nutshell, but it is very focused on building custom kernels. The book author has a page, and he gives me a link, which I'll put in the show notes. Uh, the book is released under the Creative Commons, I think, so it's free to all. Keep up the good work, Tom. Thank you, Tom. Uh, yeah, it's funny you mention that about the kernel compile episode. I do have that on my list, but I, I, you know, I'm torn on it because it's like I used to do a lot of uh, kernel compiles, and I haven't done one in quite a while. And I think I've heard the uh, Linux Link Tech Show guys say the same thing. I, you know, plus there's just different ways to do it. Different distributions do you know kernel compiles different ways. So I don't know. I'll probably still do it at some point, but. Um, it's not, I have to admit, it's not too high on my list of priorities, but I will, you know, definitely put a link to this, to this book in the meantime, in case anyone is interested. All right, let's see. Got one here from, uh, Alexander and Alexander says, um, as you can tell from my email, I'm a Mac user. Um, now with parallels and VMware, the idea of using another OS doesn't mean throwing out Mac OS 10 windows. Been there, done that. We'll likely be forced to do it again. Linux, however, is something that has intrigued me. Your podcast is proving to further my curiosity and will likely give me the courage slash hubris to give it a go. Thanks. Well, Alexander, you definitely need to give it a go. If you've got parallels, I don't know if you've got an Intel Mac or whatever, but if you do throw it in parallels and play with it and um, you know, it's a lot of fun. I think you'll find Linux is a lot of fun. Uh, it's just, you know, <laughs> There's a lot of customization, and yes, it may not have all the pretty, cool, you know, um, you know, the UI as as the Macintosh or whatever. But I think it's pretty good, and I think it's getting better every day. So, and it's just so extremely powerful, and and um, and it's just liberating. I think. Let's see. All right, last email here, and it's from Pam. Pam says, "Hey, Chess, I love the podcast. You rock. Thanks, Pam." <laughs> I just had to end on that one. I thought that was cool. Well, thank you, Pam. That's a very nice email. I sure do appreciate it. And I think that's going to do it for this week, folks. So it's about time to wrap it up. Okay, everyone. Well, thanks again for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Um, feel free to uh, send me an email at linuxreality at gmail.com. And please keep those audio comments and audio questions uh, coming. I love them. Uh, the audio stuff will definitely get into a show, assuming it's you know short and sweet and on point and all that. I got one audio comment that was like 12 minutes long, and I just that's just too long. I'm sorry. I just can't, I just can't do one that long. 
Uh, but feel free to uh, send me the audio comments. That's just an attachment to linuxreality at gmail.com. Or, of course, just send an email. Either one is fine. Or you can use that ODO service. The link to that is on the Linux Reality homepage. Just click on that. And if you've got a microphone, you can just record away in your web browser a piece of cake, and it just sends me it as a MP3, and it'll get in the show. So it's very cool. Um, anyway, thanks again, everyone. Thanks again for all the great feedback, all the great questions and comments and the support and the participation in the forums has just been, you know, tremendous. I think, um, gosh, I was trying to remember, you know, I believe we are getting pretty, you know, we've gotten a lot of stuff going on in the forum. We're over 800 members now. We've got, we're coming up on 9,000 posts. It's just amazing. We've got a lot going on in there, and I just think that's fantastic. So thanks to all of you. And uh, hope you all have a good week and take care. This has been episode 53 of Linux Reality. Catch you all next time. Bye-bye.